0: On this season premiere of the Camper News Podcast, we are going to recap the 63rd running of the Daytona 500. Also, on this edition of the Camper News Podcast, we are going to preview this week's MTA board meeting for the month of February 2021. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the season premiere of the Camper News Podcast for season number two. I am, of course, your host, Matt Camper, creator, producer, and director of both the Camper News Podcast and Camper News Network on YouTube. And welcome to season two of the Camper News Network Podcast. Took a little break, but I am happy to be back doing the camper news podcast and i want to welcome viewers and listeners who are listening yeah google podcast and that's right since we last recorded back in 2020 we are now officially on the google podcast platform so if you do have an android device please make sure you download the google podcast app search Camper News Network and you will find the Camper News Network podcast right there and you can subscribe to it and even when it is available, it will automatically download to your podcast on Google Podcasts. That way you can listen to it on the go. So again, welcome back and so excited to be back for season number two and Uh, We're going to do this uh, every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, we're going to do this instead of Mondays. It's just um, so much easier. never know when my schedule will allow me. So, I always know Tuesdays is the best day. So, we're going to do this on Tuesdays going forward. So, I'm really looking forward to that. And we are going to get started. We got a couple of things we want to talk about this week. Actually, we're going to make it three things. We're going to also preview this upcoming weekend's NASCAR Cup Series race. It's going to be on the Daytona Road Course. so I'm really excited about that. Make sure you tune in to the Laptrapping Podcast with host Brandon Crowd tonight. Um, really excited about that tonight. Um, Brandon's got a couple of great guests and a big announcement to announce about the partnership. Um, if you Looked at it on Twitter already. I've uh, seen my tweet at Camper News. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Camper News if you want real-time updates on the news that is happening across the world and across this nation and here locally, along with all the mass transit news you should know about. But really looking forward to the Black Traffic Podcast and yours truly will potentially be on tonight. Uh, I did make my season premiere debut on the Wave Around Hotline. I called in after the Daytona 500 Sunday night, so hopefully yours truly will be on there tonight, so I'm um, looking forward to listening to the Lop Traffic Podcast when it gets released, probably around 8 o'clock tonight. But, let's talk about my thoughts more in depth than I would on the Wave Around Hotline as to the Daytona 500 the 63rd running of that race this past Sunday. And, you know, there was a, uh, the race got underway, a big wreck early on on lap 15, around lap 15, that took out some big contenders such as Ryan Blaney, um, Ryan Newman, who had a horrific crash at the end of the day, the 500 last year. Thank God Ryan was okay this time, but that took him out. Ryan Blaney, uh, among others, took out. Um, early on and then we had a um, over five and a half hour red flag due to rain and I'm gonna say this and I said this on the wave around hotline if you listen tonight to the lap traffic podcast later tonight or even tomorrow or whatever this week but I said this on there and I'll say it here you know Kudos has to go out to, and I didn't say this on the Wave Around Hotline, but I'm going to say this here. Kudos to Fox. You know, I don't say this normally, kudos to the television network, but I'm going to say this right now. Kudos to Fox. And the reason why I am saying that is because, you know, Fox was on the air. You know, they did some replays. of, They showed some different shows. I mean, I wasn't really honestly paying attention much, but, you know, Fox actually interrupted their prime time program. You know, they have Anrage and Domination on Sunday nights normally. The Simpsons, Family On, the Mondoggers normally on on Sunday nights. They didn't even show it because it's the biggest race of the entire year, and Fox wanted to have the Daytona 500 on in prime time. It would be a big ratings boost. Now, I I don't know the exact numbers as to how the ratings were Sunday night yet. I would expect maybe sometime today I might hear something. And I'll tweet that out at Camper News on Twitter as soon as I see that. uh, Because I do monitor the Fox Sports press box press releases when they come out. So if I see something, I'll definitely let you guys know. But I'm really anticipating that Fox it could be a, it could have been a big ratings boost you know on sunday night with the daytona 500 in prime time after that right five over five and a half hour rain delay i i guarantee you that and i think honestly fox made the right decision i honestly think that it's one of the biggest races of the year. You know, people would tune into Amination, Domination, potentially The Simpsons, Family Guy, whatever, and they're going to see NASCAR's on. It be like a first. Uh, Why well, are they showing a car race? And then they'll realize, oh, this is the biggest race of the year. So people may have said, you know, the heck with it. They may have decided, we're just going to, you know, keep it on because, you know, it's the biggest race of the year. This may get more people interested in the sport. So in that aspect, I think Fox made the absolute right decision. You know, they remained with the race until the end. They had some pre-rate, post-race coverage too. You know, Fox, I think, did a tremendous job under the circumstances and made the absolute right call to stay with the race on Fox. Did not change it at FS1. Did not change it at FS2. There were some people saying, Oh, you know, we think it's going to get moved. Well, this is where I disagree that they weren't going to do that. Because, first of all, it's the biggest race of the year. It's on Fox. You want to have the biggest race of the year on Fox. Imagine if there's a rain delay that goes a few, an hour, two hours, three hours, whatever. Like for the Super Bowl, the lightning delay. Or the World Series goes into a rain delay. You know, would you move the World Series, or the Super Bowl, to a cable network, such as FS1, or ESPN? No! That would just kill the ratings right there, honestly. Yeah, that would just kill the ratings. So, that's why they purposely do the biggest event on, you know, on, like, Fox, or CBS, or ABC, or NBC. They, they do that purposely. And they're going to stick with it. As long as it takes to get completed. So. Uh, you know. I know some people were upset. They couldn't see Family Guy. The Simpsons Sim Sunday night. I'm sorry. It will be on next week. I guarantee you will. But under the circumstances. I think Fox did the right thing. And stick with the 500. It was a tremendous Ending, I think. A big wreck that took out. You know, there was a good battle. Um, honestly, the final lap uh, coming to the white flag. Uh, things weren't really that much in- interesting until we got to like the, thir- the last portion of the race. You know, uh, 2311 uh, racing. Um, driver Bubba Wallace, new car owner. A new driver up right away, and a new team owned by Michael Jordan, a Hall of, Fame, uh, you know, a whole Fame NBA player, as you all know, and then two straight defending win, three times def- winner of the Daytona 500, Denny Hamlin. That, you know, I, I feel bad for the team, cause he had. They, about, they had a great run at the 500. I think honestly, they were up there all day. They were up there. They had they had a chance at winning this race, but Bubba Wallace had. I think it was a vibration or something like that. Had to come to pit road was locked down. That just and there was no caution till the end. Basically, that just ruined. Bubba Wallace chances for a good finish and I feel bad for Bubba Wallace and then he got involved in that wreck on the final lap which just made things worse but you know if it wasn't for that I think Bubba Wallace had a chance of winning this 500 the Daytona 500 potentially I think he would have had a shot but you know tough luck for Bubba Wallace up there all day uh, even up there during the uh, rules on Thursday night of last week, so I really think Bubble Wallace just you know bad luck for Bubble Wallace right there. And then going to um, the other thing that was really interesting uh, uh, towards the end, you know, the final uh, coming to the final lap, you know, things really got you know insane, where uh, Brad Keselowski. They were all in one straight line so you know obviously at the end of the 500 everybody wants to win this it's the biggest race of the year brad kaslowski went down to try to you know take the lead no surprise there and you know things just got hectic joe Lugano leading at the time and then you know it was a big wreck. brad kaslowski uh joey Lugano, and uh brad kaslowski actually it kind of hit the safer area. Luckily, everybody was okay after that big wreck, but you know, came out of it. Michael McDowell, Chase Elliott, won shoe, and at this time, there was a caution that came out, obviously the final lap, so the race is over. Uh, once the white flag is waved, whatever flag is waved next, the race is over, whether it's a checker flag or a yellow flag. Obviously, the rules for NASCAR is whenever the yellow flag comes out in the final lap, they go back to the replay. At the moment of caution, whoever's in front wins, and it wasn't even close. Chase Elliott was close enough, but not so far, basically, is my saying. Um, but it was clearly obvious. Michael McDowell won the Daytona 63rd running at the Daytona 500 it was a big win his the first the first time winner in the nascar cup series in the daytona 500 and the streak of the number ones when it comes to the daytona 500 first time winner in the 500. um we had tr- michael waltrip 2001 20 years ago by the way uh thursday is when we lost dale earnhardt very and if you want to watch nascar Race up we'll have a special thing for Dale Earnhardt Thursday at 6 p.m. on FS1, but 2001 Michael Waltrip nonetheless. Then 2011 Trevor Bain. And now 2021 Michael McDowell. Who knows what's going to come in 2031? Are we going to have another first time winner in 2031? Who knows? Who knows if we are? We're going to have to see. But You know, towards the end, it was pretty exciting, if I have to be honest. And, you know, the race was over, I think, around 12.30 in the morning. So, you know, it was well worth staying up late on Sunday night to see the end of that race. And I wasn't going to miss that ending for the world. That was really exciting. And so, you next weekend, we got um, the, we're back at Daytona. Uh, 3.30 start on Fox. We're going to be at the Daytona Road Course, and no surprise, favorite coming in is Chase Elliott. Uh, Chase Elliott has won, I believe it's four or five straight road course races dating back to 2019 at Watkins Glen. So Chase Elliott's going is really dominant at the road course at Daytona uh, Road Courses. So Chase Elliott's going to be one of those contenders. And, you know, we got a look at the, um, with the Bush Clash on Tuesday night, last week, as to how it's going to potentially look. And it was really an exciting race at the Bush Clash. So, you know, with the Bush Clash, that gave us a hint, it may be even more exciting on next Sunday at the Daytona Road Course, a regular season race. It's going to be, I think, a very exciting race. So Chase Elliott definitely is one of the contenders, and one of the fa- definitely is definitely it's the favorite based on the, what I've seen from the odds so far. Um, and I think Martin Truex Jr. is the second choice. And this is, these are based on the odds from Las Vegas, by the way. So again. Remember, I am in the last half Fancy league this year again, so I have to look at these odds very closely to see who am I going to pick, and obviously, I have a strategy when it comes to road courses. I'm going to try to, if I can, save Chase Elliott for the road course races, and I can only use Chase Elliott once per segment, so the next time I could use Chase Elliott again is at um, um, Circuit of the Americas, which... Uh, I could use him for Circuit of the Americas. Or I could use him for Watkins Glen in August. So I may try to save him for August potentially. Based on what I'm thinking right now. But uh, again we're going to have to see what happens on that front. But it's going to be interesting to see how it is this weekend at the road course. And again I'm going to emphasize. Unlike this past weekend with Daytona on the Oval, this weekend, if it rains, and there's no lightning, they're going to be racing on the road course, and there is potentially, again, there's a small chance, uh, you can listen in, I think it's Aaron Studwell, you can follow on Twitter at Race Weather, he's going to be on with Brandon tonight on the Last Traffic Podcast to talk more about the weather, so I'm not going to get ahead of Aaron as to what the weather is, but, all I'm going to say is, let's hope there is rain, because it would be even more exciting if there's some rain in the forecast, potentially, for Daytona this upcoming weekend, whether it's the trucks, the Xfinity series, or even the Cup series. There's rain. It's going to be exciting. Let's hope there's not much rain. Hopefully, there is some rain, but not, a lot, you know, obviously, like the monsoon we saw at Charlotte back in September of last year, 2020 let's hope uh, during the experience here that was just insane honestly i didn't really like that let's hope it's nothing like that but some rain i will absolutely take so anyway just a little preview on this weekend's action at um uh daytona i want to briefly mention if you're wondering why we're racing. and again it wasn't originally scheduled to be this way but because we are not racing in, at Auto Club, we were supposed to head out to the West Coast for the West Coast Swing this weekend. Three straight weeks and on the West Coast, at starting with Auto Club this upcoming weekend. Unfortunately, because of COVID-19, uh, NASCAR is not going out to Auto Club this year. So they have replaced it, of course, with the Daytona Road Course, which is why we're doing two straight weeks at the Daytona road Courts. Actually, I think it was supposed to be Homestead this weekend, and then on a clock the weekend after. So they've moved Homestead a, a weekend back because of that. But that's okay, we're gonna have three straight weeks we're in Florida. We're racing. Two weeks in Daytona, and then one weekend in Homestead next, not this upcoming weekend, but the weekend after. So it's, you know, it, uh, I'm very curious if some people who are at Daytona for a, a couple weekends spent three weeks in Florida, especially those who are, you know, suffering with the weather that we are having right now. You know, here in New York, luckily this week, at least for today, we did have, you know, winter weather rise with potentially we some a um, little bit of slick conditions. I mean, today it's not really that bad. Uh, I expired at 5 a.m. this morning, but you know, thoughts are with the people down in Texas. I'm gonna briefly bring that up. I've been monitoring that closely on Twitter, and I will be continuing to monitor that, but it, 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 I've never seen anything like I've seen in Texas over the last couple of days with the power outages that are happening. Last I swore that we're over still 4 million people without power in Texas, so you know. And they've had a really tough couple of days. No power during the night, and, and it's like 11 degrees. I think we—I've never seen anything like this before. I, I, I Thoughts so are with everybody down in Texas, and hopefully everybody will be okay. But we'll see what happens on that front. Updates to come on Twitter at Camp News as needed. Uh, let's just briefly talk a little bit about the MTA board meeting before we go for this week. Um, this uh, coming week, of course, on Thursday, we got the MTA board meeting for its monthly board meeting at 2 Broadway. Of course, it is a, as it's been since March of last year, it's going to be a virtual board meeting. Pat Boy will be in person along with um, a couple of other people, but the board itself is going to be virtual from different parts of the area, of course, from their homes, whatever. Um, Conference calls, they call it, stuff like that. But we're just going to talk based on what I know as to what uh, preview I give you. Because, again, I do know something that is going to be discussed uh, that was hinted, uh, talked about, I think, last month. Uh, We are going to be having a potential vote on the toll increases. Again, this is the tolls. We're not talking about fares here, folks. It is tolls. And the tolls, again, we don't have an idea as to what they are proposed. We know what they were proposing, but we don't know as to what they're planning on voting on. We're not going to know the exact details until maybe tomorrow or Thursday. I'll be surprised if we hear something tonight. Uh, I'm sure I'll tweet out something when I hear more from my sources as to that from the Transit Corps. But... Uh, In regards to tolls, you know, I have a different perspective on the toll increases than I would for the fares. Now, again, you all know the fare increases are going to be postponed indefinitely for several months. We don't know how long that will be right now, but we'll find out as we go along on that. But the tolls, as I said, I have a different perspective on the toll increases than I would on the fares. The tolls. I think honestly, I support these toll increases and it's maybe a reason you wouldn't suspect. No, it, I don't like when the tolls are increased. Absolutely not, it inconveniences drivers. You know, drivers have to pay more. But in the time that we are in, especially there's more traffic on the roads, more people on the roads, people are avoiding mass transit. The Long Island Road was down like 25%. It's down 75 percent of pre-pandemic levels. Uh, Metro North down like 80 percent of pre-pandemic levels. The subways is down. I forget exactly how much. Uh, I, I just feel, and people are getting in their cars and using, you know, other means, you know, the vehicles to get into New York City. And on this point, I think that increasing the tolls. It's going to make people realize that you know, and obviously I have a perspective on this. You know, the buses, the subways, the Long Island Meribah, Metro North. Well, experts have even said this. It's safe to ride. And people uh, with the tolls, if they are increased it—it it, people aren't going to be like to themselves why do we need to why are we driving in we're paying more just to drive in than we would to use the long-on rail for example if you're working in the city you go in maybe once a week let's say that once a week let's just say you go in once a week it's gonna add up you have to and if you go in twice a week or three times a week it's gonna add more up if you take your car in At least, you know, with the Long Island Railroad or Metro North, it's going to be less. You have to take the subway. It's less. For sure. And, you know, it's less expensive. It's less expensive. You know. And I feel in this situation that people should be encouraged. You know, we got to continue to work together to encourage riders. You know, make sure that, again, Philip Bang, Kathy Linaldi, you know, tell the customers, listen, it's safe to ride. We encourage you to get back on the trains. You know, the more people get back on the trains, and again, you know, more things are reopening. We got, again, sports events are going to be open to the public starting in the next couple of weeks, I think, here in New York City. Again, I don't know here about at the Coliseum. That is a different topic. But at least in New York City, I know that. Um, you know, you got restaurant uh, indoor dining reopened. 25% capacity in New York City. Restaurants are open here on Long Island, too. You got, you know, vaccination sites. Um, people getting vaccinated. You know. People need to be encouraged that it's time to get on the trains again. And increasing the tolls, it's going to make people realize, I think, that it's more expensive to drive your car in than it would to just basically take the train in. And people will realize it's time to get back on the trains. So, I think by doing, and again, the levels are down only 15%. That's the proof right there, and that's mostly because I think people are not taking the dreams in. So, based on that, you get people out of the cars and start using mass transit again, you're going to have a situation where, you know, ridership could be down on the railroads again by a lot less. I don't know the exact number of people who use the, their cars and and used to use mass transit. That's a good question for the MTA. I can't answer that because I'm not an expert, but I really think that it's time that we get more people out of the cars who go into the city and drive and go to work via their cars and, you know, encourage people to get back on mass transit. You know, when you do that, it's good for mass transit. You know, you can start to get back to some sort of normalcy. And, you know, at least start to get comfortable. I've said this on my channel before about this t- same topic. And I'll say this. For those who are using their cars instead of using mass transit right now. And they have used mass transit in the past. I encourage you. Give it a shot. You give up your car for a day. Use mass transit. See how it goes. I guarantee you. It's going to be safe. People wear their masks. There are some people out there. Who don't wear their masks. Or maybe decide. Oh they only wear their masks. When the conductor goes through. Which I I, for those people who do that. That's outrageous. That's against the rules of law by the way. They're invading the law. But I guarantee you. It's safe to ride. And it will be. And you'll feel much more comfortable. Than maybe you think right now. And if you don't. Then at least you gave it a shot. That's what I always say. Give it a shot. See how it goes. If you don't like it, then you don't have to do it again. And, and if you don't want to use your cars until COVID's over, then fine. At least you gave it a try. And if you didn't like it, you can, you know, get back on the system when COVID ends. You know, I can understand that. So, I... We'll see, but uh, we don't know the exact details as to what the increases are. I can't answer that. I have not heard yet from my transit sources. Um, We may not know that answer until tomorrow or Thursday on that exact answer. And as soon as I know, I'll let you guys know on Twitter at Campan News as to the exact answer to that as well. So, before we go, uh, I'm just going to... Let you guys know, next week we will recap, of course, the NASCAR Cup Series race at the Daytona Road Course. And we will also talk about next week um, more of a reaction as to the MTA board meeting. Uh, I used to do it on my channel, but we're going to do it in the podcast each month as to my reaction to the MTA board meeting next week. And we'll also take this time as well each week to try to give you at least as to an update on any potential schedule changes to this channel. Well, to my YouTube channel, Camping News Network. Make sure you subscribe and click that notification bell. Click that notification that way you're notified whenever video or watch is posted on Camping News Network. But uh, we'll just take this second just to let you know of a brief programming note um, in regards to Camping News Network. And this is in regards to the Station Tour Series. And I'm just going to announce this to you guys now. I announced it on my channel last night during the um, first look at the MTA committee books video. But I'll announce it here as well if you didn't hear last night. Um, because the main is going to be shut down on the following Saturdays. That's um, March... I think it's March 13th. March 20th. Yeah, March 13th, March 20th. Um think there's another one march 27th but we're not including march 27th on that list and then april 10th because the mainline is going to shut down on those saturdays for work um the following station tours have been postponed until 2022 and again uh, as somebody asked me this on twitter last night why am i rescheduling it for 2022 these tours and i'll mention it in a sec the reason why i'm doing that because if i reschedule it again I'm afraid the main line's going to be shut down those weekends. And it seems every time I schedule a station tour, the main line shut down on a Saturday. So, I don't really want to have to try to reschedule it and then afraid, oh, I have to reschedule it again. So, I'm just saying 2022, there'll be the same dates in 20, around the same dates. It'll be on whatever that Saturday is. So, for example, it'll be the... Second Saturday in March, second Saturday, uh, third Saturday in March, and I think it's the second, yeah, the second Saturday in April. These following station tours have been postponed until 2022. And again, I'll emphasize those. I don't remember the dates, but these are the following station tours that are being postponed until 2022. And they include. Scheduled, originally scheduled for Saturday, March 13th. Court Jefferson, it will be rescheduled for the second, I believe it's the second Saturday in March of 2022. Ron Conkma, originally scheduled for Saturday, March 20th. It will be rescheduled for, I believe it's the third Saturday in March. And finally, Murray Hill, originally scheduled for Saturday, April 10th. That will be rescheduled for, I believe it's the second Saturday in April of 2022. So, again, station tours postponed include Port Jefferson, Ron Conkma, and Murray Hill. They are all being postponed to 2022. Again, um, Port Jefferson will be rescheduled to the second Saturday in March. Ron Conkma in 2022, by the way. This Ron Conkma will be rescheduled for the third Saturday in, 2020, in March in 2022. And Murray Hill will be rescheduled for the second Saturday in April, also in 2022. As far as Bayside on March 6th, that is still scheduled. That will still happen as of right now. The main line is not shut down that weekend. As far as I know, that is good news. And also, Easter weekend... Um Easter weekend. Uh, I believe it's April 3rd, something like that. Saturday, April 3rd, something like that. Deer Park on the Ron Conklin Branch. That is still scheduled to occur as planned. Uh, I would be shocked that the main line shut down that weekend because it is Easter weekend, so I don't think the rail would shut down the main line on Easter weekend. That'll be that'll be bad if they did that. So those two are still scheduled. As far as Locust Manor, I think it's the second Saturday in May. That is still scheduled. That is subject to change. If the main line is shut down that weekend for whatever reason, uh, we're going to have to reschedule it up for 2022 as well. So, a lot of a few changes, and I apologize. But again, it's not my fault. Laying the long Island rail for messing up the station tour schedule. And I apologize for that. Again, those viewers wanting Metro North. Amtrak or New Jersey Transit Station tours again, those are put on pause until further notice. Um that may not occur until next year, unless I decide to bring it back earlier, which um uh, maybe I might be able to bring it back this summer. It just all depends on you know, obviously, COVID. So, with that, that'll wrap up this week's. Uh, Camping News Network podcast season premiere for season number two. Again, we'll be back next Tuesday. Again, next Tuesday, that is um, February 23rd. We'll be back with another episode. But until then, thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week.